This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here, your host. I am so excited. I am joined by a new friend of mine. Uh, we've met recently online. We were in a group together called the Reset Collective. And I've just gone to admire her energy and her spirit and what she's bringing to this world. And she's got a podcast called The Edge of Every Day. Her name is Sandra Bargeman. And Sandra, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, Michelle, thank you for having me. And hello to everyone listening in. It's just a joy. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're here. And this is a behind the mic interview. So we're really diving into your podcast today. And so I love to just ask, like, what inspired you to start your podcast in the first place? And first, let's share a little bit about what is the podcast about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you said, it's the edge of every day. And it's based on a solo show that I created back in 2013, uh, also called The Edge of Every Day, where I explored the rough edges of life. It was really born out of what was happening in my own life. I was seeing on the political scene, I was seeing a lot of polarization and a lot of either or and black or white. And I was noticing it in my own life and internally sort of understanding these paradoxes and contradictions I was discovering. And I thought, well, that's a wonderful thing to explore in my show because uh, in my performing show. I'm also an interfaith minister and I combine my performing with my ministry. So it felt like an interesting topic to talk about. And then fast forward, COVID hits and I've got all of this other work planned and I I didn't know what I wanted to do after I got through wallowing and kicking and screaming. And <laughs> so I decided to start a podcast. And of course, it just made sense that yeah. I would also use those same concepts for and call it the edge of every day. I love it. Those are, I mean, I think COVID really <laughs> put it right. right. To Everyone, everything plans, goes right? back to COVID. Oh <laughs> I remember when we were first like, you know how podcasts are so like delicate with timelines and current events. At first we were like, not really talking about it a lot. Now uh, it's right. like, you have to, you have to. <laughs> so it's part of our life now. <laughs> totally. And, you I mean, do. Part of history, right? Where it really changes the course of a lot of people's life was that pivotal moment where it was like, okay, can't do as planned. (laughs) Now what's next? (laughs) Well, and and that that very thing is also what inspired me to actually step into podcasting. I was not someone who listened to podcasting. Mm -hmm. I I really didn't, you know, when I created The Edge of Every Day, I never thought it would be a podcast. I never listened to them. I wasn't really up to speed on it. But, you know, COVID polished us, man. It just polished all of us to think about after we wallowed to Mm -hmm. think about what is the world, what is COVID in the world calling me forward to do? At least this is what I felt and the people that are closest to me in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, all of the, the, the Michigas, 
let that fall away. What's most important and how can I really be present to the times that we're in right now? These enormously tumultuous times. And it just made sense. I wanted to share my voice in a bigger way. And because I couldn't get on stage, it made sense for me to step into podcasting. I love it. I think so many people turned to podcasting during COVID. My, my, my business was like on fire. So I was like, holy smokes, everyone's like all of a sudden at home. This is like one of the only ways they can connect with people, right? It was like, it was, it was great for our business. But yeah, I can see how, uh, you know, it was really helpful for other people also to start sharing their voice in a different way. And just so our audience is clear, um, Sandra has like 35 years experience in the career as like a professional actor, singer, voice artist, performing on stages like all over the world. So mm-hmm. your jam is on stage and in front of people. And holy moly, when you can't go out of the house, that kind of kind of changes things a little. <laughs> oh, big fat rug pulled out. <laughs> yeah, it, you change. It was, I, you know, and I, I'm very honest with everyone. I wallowed in my Mm -hmm. sadness and just rolled around in bed and ate bonbons, you know, the proverbial bonbons. I, yeah, it was not easy for me. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm an introvert. So I like being by myself. I Mm -hmm. like recharging by myself, but I'm an extroverted introvert. And I like being on stage (laughs) and being in collaboration with audiences, with other uh, artists, with other people creating things, that communion, that Mm -hmm. energy. And, but, you know, there's a silver lining that we got in right. in covid and through zoom i mean first i did um as i said i'm an interfaith minister and i did weddings on zoom and i was shocked at how meaningful and poignant and fun and and elevated they felt oh. i really was shocked at the whole zoom experience and and I did feel like it was communion. It was, you know, of course, it's not being on stage. It's not being in the same room yeah. together. It's not all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still also, it offered its own sense of connection that I was surprised and moved by. Mm. I love that. And, you know, one of the things that I found recently, though, now fast forward two years of being on Zoom, like constantly, how do you, and I am hoping that you have some great tips for us. I'm like, how do we make Zoom more engaging with our like when we're talking on zoom to people uh or giving presentations mm-hmm. or like on virtual stages because i know a lot of our podcasters once they get a taste of the podcasting they love it and using their voice now right. they want to take their voice to other virtual stages first maybe then the live stages <laughs> uh, well i think you know i think people are uh, i've got a friend who does work with gesture work you can see that i'm work using yeah, my hands that, that, and that i'm it. not shy about that and yeah. i think a lot of people feel that because we're in this different environment that they need to somehow make themselves smaller mm-hmm. and i you know this is not film acting this is not like where you have to talk like this because <laughs> you know it's really you know And you can hardly understand. You really, in my opinion, can be completely engaged and, 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 and vocally engaged and doing that diction and doing that deep breathing and being very full with the energy, just like you're on stage. I don't, I tell everyone I work with, don't shy away from that. Yeah. 
That's really cool. I, and it's like filling up more of the screen too. Yeah. And you're like, no, like, and you can, you can feel my energy jumping forward. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And, and, and that's what exactly what we do. And that's what, what makes interesting storytelling. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other thing that I work on with my clients that I do myself is the willingness to be with the stillness. Mm-hmm. When is the moment in the storytelling or in the deep listening where you're, you are willing to sit back and allow that energy to just exist. People who are just listening in can sense that. Mm-hmm. And people who are watching can sense the power of that stillness. So it's you really have the engaging a voice that. for that too. Like listen to your voice and the enunciations and the slowing and the speeding up of it. Like for our listeners, the, you can't see Sandra right now. You're listening. You can hear and feel her, you know, expanding and contracting, contracting like with your voice and like that energy is powerful. Absolutely. And, and that's all stuff that people can work on. That's literally things that uh, actor techniques and actor, um, you know, just play tools that I can impart that people can just play around with. And that's the whole understanding of how I work as a presentation coach is, is the playfulness aspect that an actor embraces easily. You know, playfulness is really powerful. It's powerful across the board, not just as an actor. It's powerful everywhere in every nook and cranny. If people can move from seriousness and poignancy into playfulness, that juxtaposition is so disarming and so powerful and so real. And so if, if there's anything that I can impart about, you know, the playfulness of the actor in terms of presentation coaching, it's, and work as a podcast, uh, work on a podcast as a podcaster um, is the willingness to play with different tempos, as you mentioned, tempos and voices, but actually different voices, mm. you know, and, and what is the story that I'm trying to tell here? And, and, you know, I, I hear this a lot. Well, I'm not really very, um, my voice isn't really strong. And I immediately will interrupt and say, what does that mean? So what if you pretended that it was really strong? Right. What if you just played with that? Like, how does Meryl Streep act when when she's has to play somebody that's really shy and 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 doesn't want to speak out? Of course, she plays around with a really a quiet voice. And what does she play with when she's playing someone strong? She just plays with it, gives herself permission. That's what the actor does. They give themselves permission to play. Love it so much. There's so much of this we can blend into our mm. own podcasting. I was listening to a podcast the other day and I won't say whose it was or what it was, but it was like literally like they were yelling in the podcast <laughs> and it was this the same voice, the same tone the whole the whole time uh, with mm. like a very echoey background. And it was very hard on the ears where, you know, I think that change in tempo, change in voices, that energy change keeps people captivated longer. <laughs> I was like, totally. I have to turn off. It feels like I'm yeah. being yelled at. <laughs> yeah, right. Here's your note. To take it down a notch. But I think that's that excitement. Also- I mean, there's excitement and then there's yelling. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. That's just, yeah. You, yeah. That you just need to get a class on. Yeah. 
But I think it also can come back to what is my intention? You know, everything I do in life, the walking Venn diagram that I am, everything comes back to to knowing myself and what is my intention in each of these instances? What is it? What story am I, I trying to tell? And what is my intention in doing so? And I don't think, you know, I don't start a podcast. I don't start an interview. I, whether no matter what side I'm on, I don't get on stage. I don't, I don't create a ritual. I don't create a wedding ceremony. Every single thing I do. I ask myself, what is my intention? What am I hoping will emerge here? Love it. Do you, you know, you mentioned rituals for a moment there, and I know that's a big part of your life and what you do in your work and in your life. Can you share with us how you've incorporated rituals into your podcasting? Ooh, I love that question. Juicy question. <laughs> well, it's so great. It's, um, you know, so much of what I do is is off script. My podcasts are are, are videoed, so and, and so much of what I do is off. You know, I'll I'll light my candles and I'll do my breathing work and I'll mm-hmm. do, you know, I I will send out gratitude into the universe and, you know, and I I often I weave it into mentally into the questions that I ask. But recently, I was on vacation, and I at Cape Cod. It was fabulous. Mm-hmm. And I wanted some clarity about, I'd been doing the podcast for a year and I wanted some clarity around how do I sharpen the lens? Mm-hmm. How do, how, not only for my audience, but for myself, for my own heart to stay engaged in this work and in the sharing of my voice and the exploration of the times that we're in. Mm-hmm. And it became clear that I wanted to be a little more vocal around my ritual building. You know, I don't, I'm very spiritual, but I don't, I, I'm, my show is not a spiritual show right. per se. Um, I don't shy away from uh, those topics at all, but, but I'm not about being, woo. as you can tell, I'm not very precious. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm very real. And so I attract a, a spectrum of listeners but that being said, I felt as though the way that I could kind of amp up, amplify the, the spiritual yeah. <laughs> um, is through ritual and inviting people in to understand ritual, that it's not a religious thing, that it's not a spiritual thing, that it's a transformational thing. It is a, a way to connect, to navigate a liminal space and to to change, to explore that intention that we were just talking about. So to get back to the specific question of of how am I incorporating it, last week on Halloween, I just had, uh, it, it was uh, my first show after all of this clarity. And, and, and in fact, I heard you speak about how you should do a a series of podcasts by yourself to, to recalibrate. And, and so I, I heard you and I did it, <laughs> although I, I did invite in a special guest, mm-hmm. uh, one of my closest friends. And, and we, I did a ritual at the top mm-hmm. and an opening invocation and I lit a candle. And then I chose as a way of introduction, in addition to that, to have her 
talk about a ritual that she and I had done. She's going through a very difficult time in her life and she came to visit. And actually I, I got, I went down to visit her and I created a ritual that I do with some of my clients and at retreats. And I really invited her to explore the loss in, um, in a ritualistic way. And she was kind of resistant to it, but because she's my friend, she agreed to it and she was transformed and got all kinds of answers. So we talked about that Mm -hmm. in the podcast as a way of introducing it. And, and it's my hope to continue to do that talk about ritual and as well as bring small elements slowly, but surely. I mean, even my husband who is, you know, like, an ex-Catholic and wants mm-hmm. nothing to do with religion. And um, I would call him, I would say his, his church is nature. Mm-hmm. Um, he has come to love ritual through witnessing my understanding of it and the invitation of ritual to explore our big questions and our big transitional moments. I love the way that you're doing experiential, like you're actually incorporating it in, but then also talking about it with Mm. your guests. So it's kind of like a twofold part. So for our listeners that are maybe unclear about what you mean by ritual, can you just share a little bit about what, you know, what ritual means to you and how, how that comes into play at the beginning of a podcast? Well, um, the ritual and ceremony, I, as, as, um, are my jam. I like to create ritual and I like to create ceremony. And I do that in all aspects of my life, particularly through um, what what would be considered very uh, spiritual, my ministry through mm-hmm. um, creating, you know, funeral ceremonies and wedding ceremonies and baby blessings and that sort of thing. Um, ritual, uh, a ceremony is sort of a marking of what has, occur- what what is occurring. Like an event. Yeah. Something. And Mm -hmm. a ritual is more intentional. It's to to create what Mm -hmm. one wants, to create what the clarity for the next step or not. It doesn't have to be a specific I want this or I want this kind of outcome. It can be just asking for guidance or clarity around next steps Mm -hmm. um, on the path. Like and, setting intention or something like that. It's a ritual. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so ritual mean like then you're repeating that each time you go and do something like. Well, a, that's one way of understanding yeah. ritual. Yeah. I mean, something that you do over and over and over mm-hmm. again. But but that can begin to be like you're not thinking about the intention because it's such a habit that you don't necessarily uh, you're not necessarily paying attention and i mean that can be said about um you know just everyday rituals that we do yeah, with our coffee <laughs> yeah. right hello but it can also be said about rituals that that should be more poignant um you know if if you are someone who is uh religious and you attend um a religious uh an event in the rituals there people can recite things and do things and you know and it's just by rote and so my understanding is always to be very, to bring the presence back to whatever it is that we're doing, whatever it is at its heart, ritual is the willingness to sit in a liminal space. And by liminal space, I mean a space of not knowing. It isn't like the 
space we're in right now as we rebirth Earth. And and the way things, people are always like, I can't wait for things to get back to the way they used to be. It's never going to be that way. That what used to be, used to be. And what is being created mm-hmm. in society and around the world is now being created. So we're in this liminal space of not knowing, of growing our muscle of not knowing and being comfortable with that because we're control freaks and we all want to, you know, know exactly what's going on. And, (laughs) but that's in a tinier sense, that's what ritual is. It's the willingness to be in that space of not knowing that liminal space. And I want to move from this place that I am Mm -hmm. into this next place of understanding. Mm. I want to emerge into that. And that's what ritual is. So how do I do that? And, in in, you know, I've only done it once. That's so, a great explanation uh, of it, by the way, too. I, I love oh, that you explained that. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, you know, again, I said a, you know, uh, if I'm hanging around with a lot of Christians, I can use opening prayer. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's their their language. And mm-hmm. that's one of the great things about being an interspiritual minister. You, you understand people's languaging. If I'm hanging around people who don't want to hear the word God. And believe it or not, I do know those people. And I've, you know, some of my wedding couples don't want that word. You know, some want God and blessing and readings from the Bible and everything in between. And that's the Mm -hmm. beauty of the work that I do. But you can craft, you can say, I'm going to give an, an ode to, you know, nature and, and read a beautiful poem. And that can feel like an opening invocation. That can feel like an opening prayer, that all of the same energy of opening up the space that we are all sharing in this hour, on the edge of every day, together. Okay. How are we coming together in this conversation? Yeah, I feel like it's like a gra- gratitude too, uh, mm. used in that space as well. Totally. Uh, yeah. yeah, very well. I think you've, uh, you know, definitely some ideas in my head of ways that you can, you know, use conversations and use broadcasts to, you know, bring in things in your life that you are doing outside of the podcast into the podcast, even though you might think that like ceremony doesn't fit in the podcast from the outside perspective on first glance, but you've found a way to wove in uh, those things all in, which is fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, really interesting. I think we can all take from that into our looking at our own podcast. How can we make it more of like a ceremony or make it a more of a, um, I would say like, it's not just like a transaction, you know, and I think our, yes. our goal as podcasters perfect is perfect word. Yes. Yeah. Like our goal as podcasters is really to actually transform our listeners rather yeah. than to be a transaction. So by incorporating some of those other things, like at the end of it, maybe some takeaways or some things that they can then take away into their uh into their world another one of our podcasters she does an abundance activation at the end of her show which is really cool that's a ritual in itself and she's added that into her show so many great things that you can do to make it your own thing your own yeah well and i also think you know that's just who i am that's totally like i said it's my jam and so Mm -hmm. i want to help people to uh, and i see that as a way of exploring edges And if I'm going to talk about the edges of every day and the edges of life and the boundary pushing of life, that's 
the way that I do it. And so here are, and, and here's an invitation to you all, and you can witness it, how it plays out here and how it feels. Try again, play with it, get playful with it. Just try it on. It doesn't have to be uh, this big thing. Um, it can just be a fun initiative. So I think there's um, one thing that stopped me when I was launching my podcast was the thought that it needed to be the same all the time. Like there was, when I made that decision for a podcast, I had to be committed to that decision of what it was going to be like, what was going to be said. And this is right. how it showed up. And you just bring up a great point there of like how like it can. I, the, you, there's so much personal development that comes from using your voice. As you and I were discussing before this uh, episode, that evolution of your show too changes over time. And so giving yourself permission, just like yes. you said, like to show up and play, be playful and try different things on and see what works. That's okay. Because if you don't, you're going to start here with your podcast. Your personal development is going to end up here. Your podcast is still going to be way back here. <laughs> you yeah. need to get them together. And people are going to hear that. People yeah. are going to hear that the incongruency mm -hmm. and, and that you're not going to invite people in. I mean, that kind of vibe comes through. It comes through in your sh throat chakra. Yeah. It comes through in the energy of what you're saying. It comes through from your power chakra, you know, like, boom, that this is, this is my intention and this is my truth. And this is, and I'm, and I want to be present with your truth and I want to invite everyone in to explore their truth within this conversation and that kind of energy comes through <laughs> whereas if you're not super excited about your show anymore <laughs> shows too right like yeah totally and of course this is not to say like every single episode you know sure there's a couple there where you're like a slogging through i you know d being sick and slogging through and uh but yeah. or not being clear yeah. but the timing of getting clarity didn't quite happen for an episode and that's okay. Be self-compassionate, but, but stick with it, stay on it and, and be willing to evolve it. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no consistency only, you know, I think that's an old structure. Mm -hmm. Consistency is a real, is like a, patriarchal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that who made that rule? Yeah. No. I don't, I don't see any little kids being, you know what? I'm going to consistently do the same thing in the sandbox. Um, <laughs> you know, play. It goes back play. to that like quote of like the definition of an insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. But right. yeah, if, it's, if you're getting stale and getting bored, switch it up. And, you know, I think what you were saying is perfect. Like use that time to like call in what is your intentions for this show? How can we get better? back in alignment with it or what is it what is the message you want to share with the world so yeah. powerful totally totally so sandra where can our obviously we can check out your podcast where can our listeners you know learn more about the what you're doing in ceremony maybe they have an event coming up a wedding baby blessing something like that mm. uh, where can they find out more information about you well, the best place to find me is uh, on my website, which is Sandra Bargeman, no E, even though it sounds like there is one, dot uh, com. And I'm sure that'll be in the show notes. Yes. Um, you can also, I've got a, a, a room 
my garage during another little COVID project. I converted my garage, which is separate from my home in the Catskills, which is where I'm tuning in from, um, into a salon space, a proverbial historical salon space that will, that has hosted two pretty big events already. But my, my thought for it is in deep alignment with starting a podcast having the courageous conversations and the edgy conversations that we need in today's tumultuous times at these crossroads in history and inviting people into that space and combining conversation with music, with performance, with poetry, the combination of art and all of these things that I'm weaving into my podcast that we're talking about. You too can weave into your podcast, all of those things going into that room, but you into that salon space, but that website is um, theplumth2.com, and you can see what's happening there. Um, my YouTube channel, where I have all of my past episodes, mm-hmm. uh, but also other videos of you know stuff from theater, that kind of stuff um, from weddings, is Sandra Bargeman on the edge of every day. Please go subscribe and like and comment and all those good things that help the algorithms. And I'm on, I'm ubiquitous on, on um, social media. I'm on uh, Facebook and Twitter and IG and all those and LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. All the, all the things. Awesome. Well, before I can let you go, I have one more question for you. Uh, some of our audience hasn't launched their podcast yet. They're sitting there thinking about it, not using their voices maybe a little bit shy or timid to get out there and use their voice. What's some advice you would give to them? (gasps) Lean into your fear, lean into your fear. That's the number one edge of every day. Just lean into it. Keep taking small steps forward. The don't misinterpret your fear as a reason not to do something. Step through it and understand that the other side, the other side of the edge of fear is excitement. Excitement is what brought you to doing this. So don't be confused by that fear. Use it to fuel yourself because you know what? You are always at the edge of the miraculous. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sandra, for being here with us today. I've enjoyed our conversation so much. And I know our listeners uh, have as well. Uh, make sure you guys go check out Sandra. We'll link it in the show notes everywhere that you can find her. And until next time, go out there. Be amazing, guys. Amplify your voice to the world. You know you have a message that needs to get out there. It's time to start doing it today. All right. See you again next week, guys. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, and review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.